Hello, I'm your host, Mr. Chuck, a retired accountant turned truck driver. I reduced my debt in a relatively short period of time. Debt reduction to achieve financial freedom takes commitment, confidence, determination. Manual budget. Why do a manual budget? Will an automated budget be faster and better? Having to do the inputs keep the information fresh in mind, thus better understanding your budget. When I say a manual budget, I'm talking about, or at least I'm thinking about using a spreadsheet, whether it's Excel, Google, whatever spreadsheet you have. Google is free. Excel, you have to pay for it. Maybe I'm not sure anymore what's going on. But whatever spreadsheet you work and know how to use, that's the spreadsheet you should be using. I have links in my show notes to three YouTube videos that go over some of this information. And they do have templates that they have in to download associated with these uh, videos. It's important you watch the video first before you download the template and try to use it. But before you can do anything related to doing a budget, you have to know some numbers. What's your income? What's your expenses for a, at least a month? That's where your tracking app is going to come in. Because if you're not tracking anything, you're just making it somewhat of a guess. Yes, you can go back into your checking account and look how much they pay for gas electric for the house, how much they pay for gas for the house, how much they pay for water and sewer, you know, but you're going to miss something. And those are just one item, one month of numbers, and you're not going to get a good average. Like groceries, if you look at one number, it could have been the time you went to the grocery store and bought very few things, or it could be the time where you went and bought a lot of stuff. It may not be a good average. So you need to go through for groceries, add up all your groceries, at least for the last 30 days. The longer period you use, the better average you're going to have and the better number you're going to have for your budget dollar amount. Now, one of the videos, they called it plan. I don't know why they're using that, but they called how much you plan to spend that particular month which is maybe the actual dollar amount for your rent, your loan payments, your car payments, your mortgage, and maybe some of your utilities are the same every month or close to the same, but they're calling it plan. I call it budget and because that's the amount that you say, I'm going to spend every month no matter what is what I budgeted my money. So what we're talking about here is you have money coming in and you have money going out. The tracking is going to let you know how much it's coming in and how much is going out and what category it's going to. So once you have a 30-day period, longer the better. You can always, after 30 days, do it to get started. Go back 30 days, do a report by category. And that will give, and then, then total them up by category. And that will give you the numbers you need in order to do a budget. And that's where I talked about changing categories and rearranging them so they're in order by what you want to do your budget like. 
because I do needs first, which is housing, transportation, food, other debt that's not anywhere else, credit card debt, personal loan debts, savings. Maybe some other miscellaneous insurance like disability insurance, life insurance. That's the things you need to pay every month. Anything other than that would be once. The type of clothes, how much clothes you buy, that's what you want. Food you need because you have to eat every month. You have to pay for your rent every month. You have to have a place to live and you have to have transportation, at least in the United States, to go to and from work. So you have an income, which is the top part of your budget. Your budget is just two parts, income less expenses. Expenses, you're going to categorize needs and wants. But income, you're just going to one number at the top. You can show it as every pay period. If you get paid weekly and you're not on a salary or anything, you can have four to five pay periods per month. Give yourself room for four or five pay periods that you can enter in there for your income. And don't forget your spouse. Don't forget any side hustles, hobbies, or any place where you have money coming to you. You total that up. That's the first part of your budget. Shouldn't be more than four or five, eight lines maybe with your total 10 lines. And then below that, you have your expenses. I always start with housing and I group housing. Everything related to the house is where I'm grouping. So housing would be my total category that everything totals to. And then under that as a subcategory, I would have my mortgage payment, my line of credit payment, if you have one of those or two mortgages or however many you have. And then I have utilities. And then under utilities, I'd have sub accounts. I would total into utilities would be the natural gas, electric, water and sewer, trash, whatever else you might have for utilities, internet. And I also include cell phone. I include phone with the house because I'm old school. The house used the phone used to be wired to the house. So that's the only place it ever would be. And that's a good place to leave your cell phone or your phone service. And just include it with your housing. Now, when we're talking about numbers and percentages, the percentages based on your gross income is the total amount of your mortgage. So what's, what's your mortgage payment in relation to your monthly income? That should not be more than 43% of your monthly income. If it is, you're going to have hard time borrowing money and you're going to be struggling. I assume that everybody that's listening to this podcast has some type of issue with trying to pay off debt because that's what I talk about the most. And that's what I was most successful in doing in my personal life. These are the things that I did personally to get my debt under control, to get serious, watch my spending, cut back wherever I could. You got to know what's going out first before you can have a plan to know what to do. The first part is your tracking. The second part is creating the budget so you can look at it. You don't need a whole lot of detail in your budget. 
If you just have one number for housing, one number for transportation, one number for food, one number for savings, one number for debt, that's fine. As long as you have it in your tracking app where you can do reports to get those numbers, that is good. It all depends on what you want to do and how much detail you want to see in your monthly budget to see what's going on. If you want to list all your credit cards separately under debt so you can see the balances and how much you owe who, and then you can decide which one you want to pay down next or work on towards next, that's fine. You have to do this the way that makes you comfortable and gives you the best information possible. So that's the reason why you enter everything manually. Now, once you have your budgeted or plan amount or money assigned amount, whatever you want to call it, then over time throughout the month, I would do it every pay period because you're going to one add income to your budget amount, your actual column, you're going to add your next, your paycheck. And then you're going to update all your tracking for everything that you spent for the, from last pay to the current pay. Then you're going to do a report by category from the first of the month to the current date. Now, when you first start it, the first time you did from the first of the month to the end of the month of the previous month to get your planned or budgeted dollar amounts. Now we want to know what you're actually spending in that in real time in the current period. So it's always the first of the month to the current pay period or the current date you're sitting at and make sure everything's up to date. Then you go into your actual column and you plug the new numbers. If there's numbers already in there, you just want to override them, put in the new numbers. Sometimes you might have to remove it. Whatever it's easy this for you is re-enter the new number and you get the new result. The first pay, if you're paid weekly, the first pay, second pay, even the third pay, you should always be to the positive. You should always, the actual should be under the budgeted amount. Uh, if you paid your rent, it should be zero. It should be the exact amount because if you don't know how much your rent is, when you planned it or budgeted it, you're in bad shape because it's probably the same every month. Now, some of them you might have to adjust over time. Once you get through the first month, that's why I would set this up like for by month, January, February, March, and, and he keep them and save them in the same spreadsheet. Move across the spreadsheet as you go. You can copy and paste your setup and your formula is not that difficult. You can download templates but you want multiple months so you can go back and look. What did I do two months ago compared to today? How am I doing? Well, my planned amount was a lot more than what it is now. So that means I cut back on some spending. I did away with some things. I got some cheaper prices on some stuff. Whatever it takes to maximize your money to save the most so you can apply it to your debt is what we're trying to achieve here. And the next episode, I'm going to talk about a debt reduction plan and what do you do? And some of these YouTube videos I have, they talk about the fundamentals of personal finance. What do you need? Well, you need an emergency fund. You need to do a 
You need to track all your income and your expenses. You need to have a budget. And if you're struggling to pay down debt, you need some type of debt reduction plan. And you especially need that if you are really have a lot of high interest debt, which means credit card debt, credit card debt, personal loan debt. Even now, car loans are fairly high rates of interest, eight and three quarters percent for a new car, 12 to 13 percent for a used car. That gets fairly expensive. So that's going to limit you on what you can afford to buy. You have to plan all this. And the best way to plan is knowing what's going on in your life before you go out to make a major purchase, before you spend some money and get farther in debt, before that's planning. And in the real world, if you know three months in advance what's coming up, so you can save money for it. For me, in the first of the year, January, I have half of my real estate taxes are due. And then June, the other half due. And then in March, I have insurance due. And September, I have a lot of insurance due. So I know what's coming up so I can set some money aside today and not spend it. So I have it available to pay for the bills when they come up and there was no surprises in my personal finance life. I'll be back in one moment with my final thoughts. If you're interested in learning about an online software that helped myself get out of debt, it does tracking, budgeting, and keeps track of all your assets and all your debt. It even tells you how much and when to transfer money into your savings account and how much and when to transfer money to your debt and which debts to pay off in order first. It's not cheap. It's a one-time payment, but it will definitely be an investment, something in yourself and an investment in your personal financial life. If you're interested, send me an email at Reduce debt, increase wealth at gmail.com, and I'll send you the information about this online software that worked great for me. I'm not going to go through and tell you how to do a spreadsheet. There's lots of tem templates out there. Find one you like, download it, see if you can rearrange your categories to get close to what that template is like so that when you print out your report, the entering the numbers becomes much easier. That's the key thing to remember. Make it easy on yourself. Don't make it more difficult. So find something that you like and then try to rearrange your categories that in your tracking app to get close to what that template or the budget setup that you're going to use. There's apps out there. One of my YouTube videos talks about she reviewed like 30 different personal finance budgeting apps. And she gives you the top five that she liked the most. Some of them are free. Some of them you got to pay. You know, you need a budget is a very good one, but it could be a bit pricey for some of you if you don't have the money. If you're struggling to pay off that, you don't need to be paying out more money 
then help to help you do that. You need to try to be as frugal as possible because the quicker you can get that debt paid down, the better off you're going to be. And if you can do it with something that you like, that is the main thing. There's another way you can go, which they don't say they're doing a budget, but you still need to have your tracking is happygiraffe.org. I believe I have a link in my show notes. It's there in every episode. They have YouTube videos on how to use it. And they have two really good spreadsheets. One, they call your happy, figuring out your happy money. You put in your income, you put in your expenses, and it gives you the dollar amount you have available to spend on a weekly basis. That's a good number to know because if you can stay under that dollar amount every week, you're not going to overspend and you're always going to have money in your checking account and you'll be able to pay your bills. That's important. And then they have another one to help you pay down your debt that tracks your debt and does that. It's fairly decent. I kind of took a quick look at it. I've never used it, but I took a look at it. It works fairly good. And if that it's seeing your debt right in front of you by which credit card is which, and then you can pick which one to pay to pay down and keep your updated balances going in there. That's good. And that'll help you manage your debt. If you are one of those that are just hiding from your debt and think it'll just go away if you just pay an extra $50 more than your minimum payment to eventually go away. Well, well, if you got 20 years, 10 years, 15 years, it's not going to go away that fast. And you always will be struggling because you're taking the money they might need right away and you're applying it to some debt. And then you come up short, then what are you going to do? Well, you're going to use a credit card again and you stay in that debt cycle. That's what we're trying to break here. And you break it by one, you quit using your credit, you build up your emergency fund, you make the minimum payments until you have enough excess in your emergency fund to make a big lump sum payment. That's my debt reduction plan. I'm going to go in detail my next episode, but... In a nutshell, that's pretty much everything you need to know. If you automate your budget so it does it for you automatically, like download all your transactions from your checking and your credit cards and this and that, you're going to lose track of what's going on. You'll see numbers in front of you, but are they good? Maybe they are, the totals are good, but maybe they're not categorized correctly and you, if you got to take the time to go in and categorize them you might as well be doing it in your own app and doing it as you go so that you can do reports when you need and want them and you'll be much better off and you don't have to worry about maybe when you pull it in the second time you're duplicating you're pulling in the same thing again and now you have two identical transactions or this which you only really have one in real life but it's showing it up twice so it's attracting out twice there's all kinds of things that could go wrong i know that they're built to overcome some of these problems but i don't trust them and if you link to your checking account or your credit cards and somebody hacks into that account they might get access to your checking account information so don't put it out there that's another good reason why you manually do things because you don't want your personal information out there if you can avoid it 
This is a short video. I'm not going too much detail. I just want to impress on the, my listeners that you need to watch some YouTube videos, find some templates for your spreadsheet that you like, and then try them out. If you don't like them after you try them out, and by using the template, they got the math and formula set up, or you can create your own if you want to. It'll take a little bit longer at first, but it's always out there as an option. Or you can do an app that does it kind of for you, but try to do as much of it manually as possible. Entering your transaction manually, and doing your budget manually, it kind of keep you aware of what's going on in your personal finances. And that's the most important thing because you're probably weren't unaware of what was going on. Maybe you just check your bank balance to see how much money you had, but you didn't know you had no clue. Maybe you had some expenses due in two or three days, but you already spent the money. So now you're behind. So you had to pay for something with a credit card that you really didn't need to. So it's all about planning for the near future and the not so near future. That's what personal finances is all about. And if you keep it under control and keep track of everything and can identify where your money is going, where you're overspending and make adjustments on these items, then you can always have enough money to pay for what is needs to be paid and maybe increase your savings and your investments. That's what it's all about. You're not going to retire early if you don't have any money. And because what are you going to live on? So this Keep everything under control. Find something you like. Learn how to use it and stick with it. You'd be glad you did so.